ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम दैवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुधीरिए नष्टाएशु अभद्रेशु निगवत सगवती उत्तमश्लोके भक्तिर्भवतीर्नैष्टिकी कृष्णा वासुदेवाय देवकीनंदनाय नंदगोपकुमराय गोविंदय नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा सो टुडे विल रीड फ्रॉम श्रीमद् भागवतम कैंटो सिक्स एंड वी आर ओपनिंग अ न्यू चैप्टर टुडे चैप्टर एट from canto 6 of shrimad bhagavatam the chapter is titled as the narayan kavach shield the narayan kavach shield our focus will be on text 1 and because there is no purport to most of the verses we'll go till text 12 but we'll recite 1 and 2 श्रीराजोवाच युप्तसहस्रक्ष सॉरी युप्तसहस्राक्ष सवाहान रिपुसनिका सवाहान रिपुसैनिका क्रीडाजिलोक्यभुजे श्रिय भगवस्तन्मक्याही वर्मनाराणात्मक यथायन शत्रुन गुप्त तो जयन मृधे श्रीरजोवाच युप्तसहस्राक्ष सवाहान रिपुसैनिका क्रीडाव विनिर्जित्रिलोक्यभुभुजे श्रिय भगवस्तन्मक्याही वर्मनाराणात्मक यथायन शत्रुन येन गुप्त जयन मृधे श्रीरजोवाच युप्तसहस्राक्ष 
ಸವಾಹಾನ್ಯಾಮಕ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ಆರ್ಮರ್ ಗುಪ್ತ ಪ್ರೊಟೆಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ಸಹಸ್ರ ಅಕ್ಷ the thousand eyed king indra savahan with their carriers ripu sainikan the soldiers and commanders of the enemies kridan eva just like playing vinir jitya conquering trilokya of the three worlds the higher middle and lower planetary systems bubuje enjoyed sriyam the opulence bhagavan the bhagavan o great sage tat that mama unto me akhyahi please explain varma defensive armor made of a mantra narayana atmakam consisting of the mercy of narayana yatha in that way atatayanah who were endeavoring to kill him shatrun enemies yena by which guptah being protected ajayat conquered mridhe in the fight translation mashala prabhupad jai king parikshit inquired from sukadev goswami my lord kindly explain the vishnu mantra armor that protected king indra and enabled him to conquer his enemies along with their carriers and enjoy the opulence of the three worlds please explain to me that narayana armor by which king indra achieved success in battle conquering the enemies who were endeavoring to kill him so there's no purport so we'll go on reading till 12 text 3 sri sukadev goswami said king indra the leader of the demigods inquired about the armor known as narayana kavacha from vishwaroop who was engaged by the demigods as their priest please hear vishwaroop's reply with great attention i am not saying verse is saying please hear with great attention vishwaroop said if some form of fear arrives if some form of fear arrives one should first wash his hands and legs clean and then perform achaman by chanting this mantra 
ओम पवित्रा पवित्रो वर्वावस्था गिवा यस्मरेत् पुंडरी काक्षम सभव्याभ्यांतरशुचि श्री विष्णु श्री विष्णु श्री विष्णु देन वन शुड टच कूसा ग्रास एंड सिट ग्रेवली एंड साइलेंटली फेसिंग नॉर्थ वेन कंप्लीटली प्यूरिफाइड वन शुड टच द मंत्र कंपोस्ड ऑफ एट सिलेबल्स to the eight parts of his body and touch the mantra composed of 12 syllables to his hands thus in the following manner he should bind himself with the narayan coat of armor first while chanting the mantra composed of eight syllables om namo narayanaya eight syllables first while chanting the mantra composed of eight syllables beginning with the pranava the syllable om one should touch his hands to eight parts of his body starting with the two feet and progressing systematically to the knees thighs abdomen heart chest mouth and head then one sh- should chant the mantra in reverse beginning from the last syllable ya while touching the parts of his body in the reverse order these two processes are known as utpatti nyasa and samhara nyasa respectively text 7 then one should chant the mantra composed of 12 syllables om namo bhagavate vasudevaya preceding each syllable by the omkar one should place the syllables of the mantra on the tips of his fingers beginning with the index finger of the right hand and concluding with the index finger in the left the four remaining syllables should be placed on the joints of the thumbs text 8 to 10 one must then chant the mantra of six syllables om vishnave namaha one should place the syllable om on his heart the syllable v on the top of his head the syllable s between his eyebrows the syllable na on his left tuft of hair shikha and the syllable ve between his eyes the chanter of the mantra should then place the syllable na on all the joints of his body and meditate on the syllable ma as being a weapon he should thus become the perfect personification of the mantra he should thus become the perfect personification of the mantra thereafter adding visarga to the final syllable ma he should chant the mantra ma astraya phat in all directions beginning from the east in this way all directions will be bound by the protective armor of the mantra text 11 after finishing this chanting one should think himself after finishing this chanting one should think himself qualitatively one with the supreme personality of godhead who is full in six opulences and is worthy to be meditated upon then one should chant the following 
protective prayer to Lord Narayan, the Narayan Kavach. Which means after doing all this, then one should chant the following protective prayer to Lord Narayan, the Narayan Kavach. And now, the Narayan Kavach's first verse, text 12. Because it's a prayer, I'll chant that. Om Harir Vidhadhyan Mama Sarvaraksham Nyastangri Padma Patagendra Prishthe Darari Charmashi Gadeshu Chapa Pashan Dadhano Staguno Stabahu The Supreme Lord who sits, this is the meaning, translation of the Narayan Kavacha first verse. The Supreme Lord who sits on the back of the bird Garuda, touching him with his lotus feet, that Supreme Lord holds eight weapons. The conch shell, disc, shield, sword, club, arrows, bow and ropes. May that Supreme Personality of Godhead protect me at all times with his eight arms. He is all-powerful because he fully possesses the eight mystic powers, anima, laghima, etc. Purport, Mashila Prabhupada ki chai. Thinking oneself, thinking oneself one with the Supreme, thinking oneself one with the Supreme is called Ahangra Upasana. Through Ahangra Upasana, one does not become God but he thinks of himself as qualitatively one with the Supreme. Understanding that as a spirit soul, he is equal in quality to the Supreme Soul, the way the water of a river is of the same nature as the water of the sea. One should meditate upon the Supreme Lord as described in this verse and seek his protection. The living entities are always subordinate to the Supreme. Consequently, their duty is to always seek the mercy of the Lord in order to be protected by him in all circumstances. Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Mukham Karoti Vachalam Panghum Langhayate Girim Yatkripatam Maham Vande Shri Guru Dinatarinam Vanchakal Pataru Bhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, 
राम राम हरे हरे इट्स अ न्यू चैप्टर दि नारायण कवच शील्ड आई सीक द ब्लेसिंग्स ऑफ ऑल असेंबल डिवोटीज इंक्लूडिंग ऑल सीनियर डिवोटीज हियर सो दैट वी मे स्पीक समथिंग फॉर द प्लेजर ऑफ शिला प्रभुपाद डेटीज एंड ऑल वैष्णवास so this is chapter 8 and we have moved on since the context that was there in chapter 7 so little bit of a context very brief chapter 7 indra the great demigod he offended brihaspati brihaspati was there in the assembly but he failed to offer respects to brihaspati as a result of this guru aparad this is an offense he lost all his powers and because he is the chief of all the demigods the entire demigod kul lost their powers whatever a great man does it has impact on everyone whatever decisions the leadership takes the impact has to be borne by all the citizens right so whatever indra did everyone had to bear the brunt of it and what happens when we disrespect our spiritual master when you see it from a material angle all your material powers will diminish and when we see it from a spiritual angle our spiritual powers will diminish so all material powers of yes sorry the last when we offend our guru then materially also we will lose our material powers it is said even life span goes down and spiritually we lose our spiritual credits or when 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 we do vaishnava aparad there is a stamp that the bank puts on our bank account we can't operate it it's unmanifest because of that aparad and only after we seek pardon and that vaishnava has pardoned then it is unlocked again and we can access our own spiritual credits so there is a moratorium there is a hold on that credit so what happened was because of this offense the 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 demigods lost all their power and immediately when demigods lose their power who jumps in there the demons they see a quick opportunity there to now come and take back that power so the the demons they defeated the demigods obviously now faced with this defeat there has to be some strategy to win back whatever we have lost when you don't have something that is one kind of misery but when you have something and you lose it it's it's very difficult after that it's another level of misery right so when we are used to puja pratishta power position then when we lose it it becomes extremely difficult for someone to operate so therefore indra was constantly meditating on what to do and he went to twastha twastha engaged his son vishwaroop he said my son is potent enough powerful enough to give you something by which you can get back all your powers so they went and requested vishwaroop vishwaroop was very humble by his nature he had lot of service attitude he had lot of respect for the demigods in fact vishwaroop was like kind some kind of a samadarshi he did not even distinguish between the demigods and the asuras because of which he got into trouble later that's it because indra killed him but at, that is for a later chapter but as of now he immediately accepted the plea or the request of the demigods 
and he accepted priesthood priesthood is not something very palatable for a for a very advanced brahmana brahmana doesn't don't accept priesthood because priesthood has has got little bit of that vaniya thing going on you know? we say leva devi give and take you know? so they don't so a brahmana is not interested in priesthood priesthood means you do some yagya they'll give you some dakshina because they gave some dakshina next time when you go to the yagya the mind will say will they give me the same dakshina <laughs> so that's how the mind will trap right so priesthood is not very great also when you do priesthood then the priest does lot of sadhana and then the priest the sadhana of the priest is expended in he being a priest because those credits are passed on to the person who is beneficiary of that ultimately so people don't usually accept priesthood but because the demigods requested vishwarup accepted that and it is said that he served them with great enthusiasm and attention vishwarup knew that the the asuras have become powerful despite all their bad qualities one good quality they had asuras what was that their allegiance and respect which they showed to their guru spiritual master shukracharya and that was a big thing right so that gave them all that power and so vishwarup knew that the opulence of the demons the powers of the demons was a result of the talent and tactics of shukracharya hmm? guru shukracharya hmm. so vishwarup had to come up with a much more powerful solution now to counter the impact of that curse and to help indra and the demigods get back their lost glory and kingdom hmm. now what can be more powerful than the holy name of the lord om namo narayanaya so he composes what is called as the narayan kavach mantra what in the entire cosmos can be more powerful than this nothing this narayan kavach mantra is also called as vishnu jwar and this vishnu jwar narayan kavach mantra would eventually restore the power of the demigods and would help them get back whatever they have lost so this is what has happened in the previous chapter now having heard all this parikshit maharaj is continuing to churn the shrimad bhagavatam by asking questions to sukhdev goswami so parikshit maharaj is asking sukhdev goswami please explain the power of this vishnu mantra by which one can conquer enemies which threaten to kill us one can conquer enemies which threaten to killers please explain the power of this mantra hmm. now in response to that particular request sukadev goswami explains how systematically vishwarup explained the process of chanting this mantra to indra he explained both the aspects which was very evident when we read the translation today the pancharatriki part and the bhagavad dharma part he explained both the aspects the aspect of physical purification by doing achaman etc etc and then chanting invoking the auspiciousness by chanting the narayan uh, uh, om namo narayana om namo bhagavate vasudevaya hmm? and beginning with the ablutions hmm? first he said you have to purify yourself if you remember we read in the translation hmm? first we have to purify yourselves physical purification mental purification how to sit also and in what mood to sit gravity hmm? not just sitting No, relax like this or the dive bomb japa which they say you know hare krishna hare krishna like this not like that 
sometimes prabhupad also is a sit straight prabhupad said and chanting right even in our alarm in the morning we have that prabhupad says get up <laughs> suddenly you, you get up because hearing prabhupad's grave voice so prabhupad also told us to sit straight while chanting and hear the holy name so how to sit what direction to face what are the initial mantras to chant the eight syllable om namo narayanaya the 12 syllable om namo bhagavate vasudeva devaya touching various parts of the body seeking protection from all directions okay because indra was so scared in any direction he can be attacked right so this narayan kavach is like a full protection 360 degrees right now till verse 12 these invocations are described and starting verse 12 the exact narayan kavacha begins so we will read out the english translation yet again of narayan kavacha is good for us also to chant the supreme lord everyone can say the supreme lord who sits on the back of the bird garud touching him with his lotus feet holds eight weapons the conch shell disc shield sword club arrows bow and ropes may that supreme personality of godhead protect me at all times with his eight arms he is all powerful because he fully possesses the eight mystic powers anima laghima etc so this powerful mantra begins with the glorification of the paraphernalia of the lord with the conch shell disc sword club arrows bow and ropes we will not go through all of them today because of time but one thing we do understand that there is nothing called as matter in the realm of in spiritual realm there is nothing which is material matter is a concept of the material world that is why it is called as material because it comes from matter so these paraphernalia which are held in the arms of lord narayana or vishnu none of them are material they are all personalities so when this narayan kavach shield when this paraphernalia is being glorified actually we are glorifying vaishnavas what is that verse when parvati asked asks uh, lord shiva what is the highest worship in padma puran lord shiva says aradhana nam sarvesham vishnor aradhanam param tasmat parataram devim tadiyanam samarchanam tadiya means paraphernalia so anything associated with the lord which is being used in the service of the lord is considered as expansion of the lord and it is verily so in the spiritual world so all these conchel lotus sudarshan chakra all these are personalities which are engaged in serving the lord they are not made of mundane matter just like the nuclear weapons of today no they are not those kind of weapons right so praying to these means praying to vaishnavas who the lord bears on himself like that 
and if you see the sri sampradaya in the sri sampradaya these paraphernalia of the lord each of this paraphernalia they all came as goswamis in the sri sampradaya in gaudiya parampara we call as goswamis in sri sampradaya they are known as alwars so they all came down into this world for participating in the pastimes of the lord and as acharyas so we'll talk about four four of these uh, main paraphernalia very briefly first is the conch shell of the lord what is the conch shell of the lord known as conch shell is called as shank but what is it known as conch shell of the lord panchajanya very good panchajanya panchajanyam rishikesho devadattam dhananjaya poundram dadmo mahashankam bhima karma vrkodara when that in bhagavad gita in the chapter 1 when the conch shell is blown you know, this verse comes so panchajanya the brahma vaivarta puran it declares that the shank or the conch shell of the lord is both hmm, the residence of both lakshmi and vishnu so both reside in this conch shell hmm. and it is said that by bathing in the waters that the conch shell holds hmm, every morning we say no after the conch shell is offered then we do this right pour the conch shell into the then everyone gets that so it is said that by bathing in the waters which has been held in this conch shell is like bathing with all holy waters at once so how powerful it is this conch shell not only that the sound of the conch shell which is very difficult for us to make i struggled i remember when i got brahman initiation i was in the altar and i was going nothing was coming out and i was banging that conch shell nothing was coming out then so then bhaktivan prabhu told me don't blow so heavily blow gently into it because we are used to blowing very heavily you know and when we don't get that then we blow even further like that and nothing comes out and then some weird sounds started coming out you know very embarrassing when the conchel doesn't you know blow <laughs> so you have to <laughs> blow gently and blow with devotion and then the pray to the lord that some nice sound comes <laughs> from that conchel okay so so the the but actually if blown properly the sound of the conchel bestows all auspiciousness hmm? the conchel actually is produces the om vani it is said that the conch the sound of the conch shell represents om the primeval sound of cosmic creation that is the power of the conch shell further the conch shell also represents earth water fire air and space all these are represented in the conch shell and all of these anyway come from the pranava omkara om all this manifested through sound vibration and there are two types of conchels the right handed conchel which is and the left handed conchel the right handed conchel is assumed to be is considered to be auspicious and it is called as the lakshmi shank now this right handed conchel sometimes people keep in their homes also i have seen people keeping this right handed conchel at home because it is considered that this right handed conchel brings wealth and prosperity <laughs> of course devotees don't keep uh, conchel for wealth and prosperity we use it as a paraphernalia to serve our deities at home okay. 
Now it is said that this shunk when blown produces the purest form of sound. The purest form of sound comes out of the shunk. And that's why our day also, our Mangalarti starts with shunk. Mm, I don't know whether I'm making it correct. <laughs> Whatever sound that should come from it, right? And sometimes three pujaris are there, which is rare, you know, in, in most ISKCON temples. We have you know, three pujaris blowing that. So it's very auspicious. It invokes a very devotional mood and atmosphere it creates. So that is the power of the conch shell. So the Narayan Kavach mantra starts with glorifying this conch shell of the Lord. Then comes the Sudarshan Chakra. The Sudarshan Chakra, Sudarshan means Sudarshan. Sudarshan means what? Auspicious vision. So first aspect is what? Auspicious sound. That is the conch. Then auspicious darshan, which is the sudarshan chakra, which is auspicious vision. So the eyes are also getting purified now. Ears have got purified, eyes are getting purified. And chakra means something that moves. Auspiciousness that moves around. Like that. And Lord Vishnu holds the sudarshan chakra in the rear right hand. On the index finger. In fact, the Rigveda says that this Sudarshan chakra, this chakra represents the wheel of time. And it has got 108 serrated edges. The Sudarshan chakra of the Lord. And obviously, we all know that it is a weapon which the Lord uses to destroy the demons. Destroy anything which causes inauspiciousness. It has got 12 spokes, it is said. 12 spokes representing the 12 months of the <coughs> lunar calendar and the 12 principal demigods. It is said that the Sudarshan Chakra itself is very mystic. It has got Anima and Laghima both within it. It is said that it, it can become so small that it can be kept on the leaf, the tip of the leaf of the Tulsi plant. The Sudarshan Chakra can sit there also. And at the same time, it can become so big that it can cover the entire universe. So, so small to so big. Once it is released, it will annihilate its enemy. <laughs> there is no failure, mechanical failure, scheduled maintenance, nothing like that. There is no bug. <laughs> right? So, once it is released, it annihilates the enemy and it returns back to the one who wielded it, which means Lord Vishnu. Who else can wield? No one has the power to wield it anyway. Right? So it comes back to the Lord. And even after it's released, it remains in complete control of the Lord. Hmm? Not like that. Nowadays they are saying, when nuclear weapon is released, nobody can. Nobody knows what. Gone, gone then. Everything is gone. <laughs> right? You can't bring it back. Right? But the Sudarshan Chakra still remains in control of the Lord, of one who wields it, the Chakradhari. And the speed at which it can travel, it is said that it can travel anywhere within a moment. It can travel at the speed of mind, the Sudarshan Chakra. It's, it's the desire of the Lord and it has already reached like that. In fact, it is said that the speed of the Sudarshan Chakra increases if more obstacles are put. So better not put obstacles. <laughs> That feature is called as Hansagati. More and more obstacles, more and more its speed increases. And it is soundless and noiseless. <laughs> Otherwise, you create an irritating noise. Just imagine, no, when that construction work is going on. There also some chakras are rotating. 
irritating noise, right? But Sudarshan Chakra doesn't have that kind of a noise, right? In case we are thinking, right? It has got tremendous power to destroy all kinds of inauspiciousness. So the conch shell, which purifies our ears, and then then the Sudarshan, auspicious darshan, which purifies the eyes. The Narayan covered shield glorifies these. Then the Gadha or the club of the Lord. Hmm? What is the name of the club of the Lord? Kaumodika. Hmm? Kaumodaki. Kaumodaki. So a club is also called as a mace in English. Hmm? The mace or the club which the Lord holds. Hmm? And it. what does it show? It depicts the physical and mental attributes. Hmm? It's of the attributes of strength, physical strength, the strength of the Lord, the authority of the Lord, the power of the Lord, that is the mace. And therefore the Lord keeps it always on his upper arm. So that's the gadha. So the Narayan covered shield also um, uh, pays obeisances, respects to the mace of the Lord. And 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 one the Lord is glorified that you are all powerful. There is nobody who is more powerful. So in one sense, the the shield starts with this power aspect of the Lord because what is it going to counter now? It's going to counter the power of Shukracharya. <laughs> so it really needs blessings of all this mace, etc. Sudarshana and all this is there. So Narayan Kavat shield is starting with all this. Then finally the lotus. The lotus is the symbol of creation and beauty. It's the symbol of creation and beauty. Obviously, we know, when we think of lotus, what comes in mind first to the devotee? Golokrindavan. Because Golokrindavan is shaped like the lotus flower. So, it is, it is the flower which depicts the abode of the highest abode in Vaikuntha. So it represents the shape of the Goloka planet. The lotus also reminds us of the eyes of the Lord. Right? And, but from the material standpoint, from the point of view of Visarga, the lotus represents sustenance of the material world. And how will the material world sustain? Only when the demigods are alive. If the demigods are gone, everything is gone. The controllers of the universe is gone. Right, So, the lotus is very important because it is in the stem of this lotus flower that the 14 planetary systems are held. Bhuvar Lok, Bhuvar Swaha, Maha, Janaha, Tapaha, and then Atala, Vitala, Sutala, Rasa, Atal, Mahatal, Patal, everything. So, all those 14 planetary systems are held within the stem of this lotus. And not only that, Indra's manager, the CEO of the chief executive officer of the material world is Lord Brahma. It is the office of Lord Brahmaji. He is sitting on that lotus flower, deriving all the powers to regulate this universe. Another interesting aspect is there. Bhaktivinoda Thakur writes, Kamala Dala Jala Jeevana Talamala. Like that he says. This is another aspect of the lotus. The lotus also represents purity and enlightenment. The detachment aspect of enlightenment. Hmm? Hmm? Because it's interesting. Where does the lotus grow? It grows amidst the swamps. Kichad <laughs> kamal, we say. It grows in the, amidst kichad, sand, like that. It grows there. But though it is present in that sand, 
what happens? It is not off that sand. It spreads its beauty, right? So Lord Krishna explained this very nicely in Bhagavad Gita 5.10, chapter 5, text 10. Brahmani adhaya karmani sangam tyaktva karotiya lipyatena sapapena padma patram ivambhasha. What is the meaning of that? One who performs his duty, one who performs his duty without attachment, one who performs his duty without attachment, surrendering the results unto the Supreme Lord, is unaffected by sinful action. Akarma. One who performs his duty without attachment, surrendering the results unto the Supreme Lord, is unaffected by sinful action. How? As the lotus leaf is untouched by water. As the lotus leaf is untouched by water. It doesn't get wet because of the water. It doesn't get impacted. So the lotus doesn't get impacted. The lotus leaf doesn't get impacted because of the water present on it. And the lotus feet does not get impacted in the circumstances which it lives and grows in. So that is the lesson to us. Oh my dear Lord, please give me that kind of a detachment from this material world amidst all the allurements that it proposes. Amidst all the enjoyment offers that it gives me. So this is shield, Narayan Kavach. The biggest protection is what? Protection from getting sucked into this material energy. Krishna bhuli jiva bhoga vancha kare nistare maya tare japatiya dare. The moment we forget the Lord what happens? Maya is waiting to catch us. The moment the demigods offended spiritual master what happened? Gone. Everything is finished. So the Kaunshal, the Sudarshan Chakra, the Gadha and the Lotus, the Narayan Kavat Shield starts by worshipping this. Then the prayer moves on to saying that, O Lord, you are all powerful because you possess the eight mystic powers. Anima, Laghima, etc. So yesterday only in our... Uh, Bhakti Vaibhav, I was discussing with the students this aspect because we are now uh, discussing the um, Hiranyaksha pastime. Hmm? Hiranyaksha being fighting with uh, Lord Varahadev. Hmm? So there we were discussing. Because what happens, one of the things that Hiranyaksha does is he is constantly abusing the Lord. <laughs> okay, And he is, you know, because he has come out like this. He first went to Varundev because he could not find anyone on earth that could challenge him. So he went into the water saying that, okay, is there anyone else who wants to fight? No. In Hindi we say panga le raha hai. <laughs> he's always looking for that, you know, looking for fighting with someone. There is an itch that is there to fight. So he's going down there and Varunadeva very tactfully directs him to Vishnu. He says, I have become very old, he says. <laughs> Why do you want to fight with old man? Hmm? You know, what glories you will get when you fight? Like that very tactfully, diplomatically he releases him you know, and he goes, you go and fight with him. Hmm? But he also incites him. He tells him, he will smash you. <laughs> and when Hiranyaksha, in the mood in which he has come out, what? He will smash me? And then that, that kind of a thing he gets. You know? And then with that avesh, you know, then he goes. And then he, and he looks at Varahadev lifting the earth. Then he is abusing Varahadev. You amphibian, he calls him like that. <laughs> you amphibian. And then, then he says, whatever all this you are doing, 
It's all some mystic powers of yours. Why? In one sense, Hiranyaksha is right. There's nothing great about mystic powers. But this is different. This is Lord Varahadev. Right? And the difference between material mystic powers or mystic powers used for material mystic powers under material energy and spiritual mystic powers, it is beautifully explained in Srimad Bhagavatam 11th canto. Hmm? Lord himself is explaining hmm? the mystic powers. Hmm? 11th canto, uh, chapter 15. Hmm? If you want, you can have a read of that. Yesterday we were discussing that also. So quickly, because it's coming up, surfacing in today's Narayan Kavach Mantra, the mystic power aspect, it is mentioned that there are 18 mystic potencies. Hmm? that are described in that chapter, in 11th chapter. There are 18 mystic potencies. It is said that out of that, there are primary eight. And these primary eight are considered as transcendental mystic powers, which have taken shelter in Lord Krishna. And then there are 10 secondary material ones. But regardless of the fact that they are transcendental or material, the source of all mystic power is Lord Krishna. He is Yogeshwar. Everything comes from him. And these mystic powers are fully developed in the Lord as well as his associates. Now, these mystic powers can be used in the service of the Lord or they can be used for our own material aggrandizement, if you like. Hmm. So, for jivas, if one has to develop these kind of mystic powers, it is not easy to get these mystic powers. Hmm. One has to conquer one's senses to get these mystic powers. There is a lot of tapasya that has to be done. Hmm. One has to steady the mind, one has to conquer the breathing process and then fix the mind on the Lord. Even for material results, one has to meditate on the Lord. <laughs> Because without his mercy, you can't even get material mystic powers. Forget about spiritual potencies. Hmm? So, and it is said that each Siddhi, each mystic power has got a specific characteristic. And to develop that mystic power, one has to do a specific kind of meditation. So, if anyone is interested in developing those, you can study chapter 15 of 11th canto. Which meditation if you do, which mystic power you will get. Okay? Hmm? But we should not do that. <laughs> you may not do that because devotees are not interested in that. Hmm? Ultimately, devotees consider these mystic powers as obstructions to their bhakti. Hmm? It diminishes our mood towards the Lord, hmm? these mystic powers. Hmm? So, for a devotee, achievement or attainment of such mystic powers is what? Shrama evahi kevalam. Na utpadeyad yadi ratim. That which does not produce rati is useless waste of time. So pure devotees consider this as a waste of time and it becomes a distraction in proper, properly worshipping the Lord. The other reason why devotees don't do it because devotee knows that whatever I require, Lord will give. What is that verse? Yoga kshemam vahamiham. If that is what I require to continue, Lord will know that and he will give it to us. He will give us some powers. Like the negotiating power which Prabhupada had. There was mysticism involved there, given by the Lord. Hmm? So mysticism will come in the form of certain vibhutis hmm, granted by the Lord. Hmm? It will come in the form of vak shakti also. Prabhupada asked something. There, should, there will be a temple here and there is a temple there. 
<laughs> How is that happening? Every time Prabhupada says, because he is empowered by the Lord. Purity is the strength which Prabhupada had. Purity and faith that Prabhupada had in the holy name. Like that. So these Siddhis will automatically come to the pure devotee. So devotee doesn't extrinsically endeavor for these things. Also, even if offered, what is that? Sayujya, Sarupya, Sarishti, Samipya, Ekatva Mapiuta, Diyamanam Nagrananti Viramat Sevanam Janaha. Even if all these mystic powers are offered to the devotee, a devotee rejects all these type of liberations or muktis or even these mystic potencies. Why? Because devotee is not interested in anything which comes in the way of service. So if a mystic power comes in the way of service, to hell with this mystic power. My main focus is my service to the Lord. And finally, if one obtains these mystic powers, then one's dependence on the Lord goes down. The beauty of devotional life is our dependence on the Lord. That is where rust comes. Hmm? When the gopas don't know what to do, you know, and the Dagasura's mouth is wide open, some of them have entered inside. You know? So there is a dependency that happens. And this dependency generates that rust. Hmm? If everything can be handled by mystic power, then the Lord can empower, and Lord need not come only. Devotees by their mystic power would have killed all the demons. Right? They had, the gopas had all the power. They didn't need the Lord in that sense. But there is, a, there is something that is churning here. Because the highest understanding of God is not that he is Ishwar or controller. The highest understanding of the Lord, Rupa Goswami gives us that he is Akhila Rasamrita Murti. So his very existence is Ras with his devotees. So there is no Ras when you get mystic powers. There is no dependence on the Lord. There is no, there is no satisfaction that the devotees get. Neither does the Lord get any satisfaction. In coming as the knight in charming, shining armor and saving his devotees. The Lord also takes pleasure in that. So let us give him that opportunity. Not mystic powers like that. So because of all these reasons, devotees do not accept this. Hmm? Except if it is required for bhakti. Hmm? But those who try to attain mystic powers without meditating on the Lord, hmm? the Lord says, I give them something but they are mere reflections of that powers. They don't carry the same potency. All this is there in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Anima Siddhi, Mahima Siddhi, which is what is part of the Narayana Kavacha Mantra today. Laghima. So these Siddhis again are divided. There are Siddhis which pertain to the body, like Anima and Laghima, bigger, smaller. There are Siddhis which pertain to the senses. There are, and there are Siddhis which pertain to the material nature. Now, what is the important point to understand here? That all these Siddhis originally exist in Krishna. And Lord Krishna did not do any tapasya to attain this. He is Siddheshwar. He is, he is the one from whom all these Siddhis come. So when we glorify the Lord, we should not have that Hiranyaksha mentality. That you have acquired mystic powers and therefore you are showing it off to me. No, that's an incorrect understanding. You are the source of all mystic powers. And that is the mood in which Narayan Kavach Mantra is being chanted. Oh my dear Lord, you carry all the Shanka Chakra Gada Padma and then you are the source of all these mystic powers. Hmm? So it acknowledges the Lord. Hmm? And it is not something which is amazing. Hmm? Becoming smaller than the smallest. The Lord as Sirodakshai Vishnu who is maintaining this entire material universe, he is entering each and every atomic particle. 
and it is the smallest indivisible paramanu is the smallest indivisible particle and the lord is entering each and every one so how small can he can that get hmm? he breathes out millions of universes one universe the scientists cannot measure million universes impossible and he is just breathing it out so how big can it get so all these siddhis are anyway there in the lord hmm? so one just understands the past time of the lord then one would would understand that all this is just nothing for the lord in fact prabhupada writes in one of the purports to the hiranyaksha section that devotees are not amazed devotees are not amazed by the wonderful acts of the lord because for a devotee nothing is wonderful what the lord does because the lord can do anything it's just like the brahmana and the cobbler the cobbler can thread the cobbler said yes i believe that the lord can thread the elephant through the eye of a needle what's big thing for the lord he puts an entire banyan plant in one the big sumo what is the wwf wrestler the tatanka who comes and throws that fellow out outside the ring even that huge fellow came from the semen of his father he was not visible hmm? inside a microscope you have to see oh this tatanka yeah he's taking birth now <laughs> right so that is how the lord can pack something huge into something very small hmm? so he is the source of all powers hmm? so all these are insignificant hmm? but still the devotees glorify the lord hmm? for for these powers hmm? so the narayan kavach mantra is 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 mentioning all this in, in the in text number 12 it starts with glorifying this hmm? now prabhupad in his purports gives all these technicalities but prabhupad gives the mood of chanting this mantra in the translation we saw this mantra should be chanted in a mood full of gravity hmm? seriousness hmm? not frivolously chanted hmm? like that for example in india in the electrical shop that ombur that gayatri mantra will be played in full volume right anuradha powdwal will be singing loudly you know and then everything will be going on there right and there will be a wine shop also next nearby right so so we have no idea what is mantra where it should be chanted because mantra has got a time place a method in which it has to be chanted very frivolously it is done but it is said that there is a mood prabhupad is emphasizing that what is the mood prabhupad says that when you chant the mantra we must meditate on the qualitative oneness on our qualitative oneness with the supreme hmm? but prabhupada is cautioning the moment i talk about qualitative oneness people will say i am god hmm? many people say no i am god nowadays it's a fashion when when these dadiwalas are asked are you god with big big beards hmm? what they do they will not say yes they will not say no also but they will want others to assume that they are god but they will say i never told you <laughs> so the respect will also come people will consider them as god and they are legally correct also and spiritually also they are correct so they will not say anything but they will enjoy the benefits of people perceiving them as god but when someone address prabhupada as god prabhupada got wild that <laughs> i am not god don't glorify me like that it's only krishna who is god i am only servant of god so none of us are god but this verse narayan covered shield talks us tells us that we must meditate on the qualitative oneness with the lord yes we are qualitatively one with him because mamaiva amsha jeeva loke jeeva bhuta sanatana we have come from him so we are qualitatively one with him but we are not him it just like if you take the water in the pacific ocean and bring it to a laboratory then what is there in the test tube pacific ocean but what is it it's a sample it is qualitatively one with the lord but that is not the pacific ocean you cannot say okay let me swim in the test tube no it's not possible right because that water is not enough but it is representative of that water if you measure the sodium content phosphorus content everything will be representative of the pacific ocean 
like this. So it is specific ocean, but it is not specific ocean. This is called as achintya bhed abhed, which Lord Chaitanya clarified to all of us. Hmm. So when we understand the qualitative oneness and difference, it we understand in the form of achintya bhed abhed. Hmm. Otherwise, ahangra upasan, which Prabhupada talks about in the purport, sometimes what will happen? The Mayavadis worship, they also do. What is that? The five deities they worship. What they do, the pancha upasana. What they do, they worship the deities and say that I am worshipping you so that I can become you. No. <laughs> that is nonsense philosophy. Right? That is not possible. Because our constitutional position is that we can never become Bhagavan. That position is already taken. There is only one seat for that. That seat has gone. No quota system, no entrance exam, nothing can get you that seat. <laughs> but the seat which the devotees desire is what seat? The seat of the servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord. That is the most prestigious seat for the devotee. Hmm? Hmm? That is very difficult to become servant of servant of servant because our false ego comes in. Hmm? Right? So, that is the mood in which we pray, the mood of qualitative oneness. Hmm? Now, having heard all this about the Narayan covered shield, for us as Gaudiya Vaishnavas practicing Krishna consciousness in Kali Yuga, what is our mantra? What is our kavacha? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Because this is the mantra that is recommended for this age. Hmm? So yes, we appreciate the Narayan Kavach shield. We appreciate the circumstances of the demigods. But for Kali Yuga, what is the mantra? Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Hmm? Hmm? For us. Hmm? So, and who are our enemies? Indra's enemies was? Those Asuras. Who are our enemies? There are five enemies. What are those? Yeah, we call it as Pagal in Hindi. P for pride, A for anger, G for greed, E for envy, and L for lust. Pagal means mad. Pride, anger, greed, envy, and lust. They all give us this Pagalpan. So what is this madness? So our enemy is this madness. Because every day we succumb to this madness. We do something good and immediately pride comes. Prabhuji, how is the kichadi? You made. Vaishnava seva Prabhu. We want to be recognized. How was the kirtan Prabhu? How was the class Prabhu today? Very good Prabhu. No, no, no Prabhu. Just like that I asked. <laughs> right? So this is the problem. Pride comes. Request for acknowledgement, recognition. These things comes. Request for you know, honoring seniority. These are all enemies. <laughs> come and attack us every other day. Anger. Hmm? If some, especially if some peer or junior doesn't. If spiritual master gets angry, sometimes okay, he's okay. The Maharaj. Hmm? But if peer gets angry, if junior tells something, they correct us, then what happens? Right? Immediately that anger comes. Hmm? Who are you? I have been coming here 15 years, 16 years to this temple. Hmm? You come today and tell me like that. Immediately that anger. So what we have to do? We have to take a slipper and beat that mind. Pat. <laughs> and what is that? Sorry. We shouldn't call Hare Krishna Mahamantra the sleeper, but I'm just using a metaphor. We have to beat the mind. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati said, beat that mind with the shoe, like that. How do we do that? We do it by chanting. That is our kavach. Because for all of us, the greatest enemy we have is our own mind. There is no external enemy in this world. Nothing is outside our mind. There is no enemy. Whatever is happening is all happening inside the mind. That mind is like a crow. Like Burujan Prabhu says, cow, cow. It gives like a black crow. It keeps, you know, making those sounds. Making us do it, run around. Hmm? What is that called as? Mano satena rati dhavato vahi. 
ಯಸ್ಯಸ್ತಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಭಗವತ್ ಅಕಿಂಚನ ಸರ್ವೈರ್ ಗುಣ ತತ್ರ ಸಮಸ್ತೆ ಸುರ ಹರೌ ಅಭಕ್ತ ಕುತೋ ಮಹದ್ಗುಣ ಮನೋರಥೇನ ಸತಿಧಾವತು ಬಹಿ ಇಫ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಸರೆಂಡರ್ಡ್ ಟು ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಶೆಲ್ಟರ್ಡ್ ಅಂಡರ್ ದ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಮಹಾಮಂತ್ರ ಶೆಲ್ಟರ್ಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ರಿಸೈಟಿಂಗ್ ದ ನೇಮ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಅಟ್ಲೀಸ್ಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ ಈಸ್ ಫಿನಿಶಿಂಗ್ ಮೈ ರೌಂಡ್ಸ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಡೇ ಐ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬಿಕನ್ ದ ಪ್ರಾಸೆಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಚಾಂಟಿಂಗ್ ಟಿಲ್ ನೌ ಸಂಬಡಿ ಆಸ್ಕ್ ಆರ್ ಯು ಚಾಂಟಿಂಗ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಆನ್ಸರ್ ನೋ ಪ್ರಭುಜಿ ಆರ್ ಯು ಫಿನಿಶಿಂಗ್ ರೌಂಡ್ಸ್ ಎಸ್ ಪ್ರಭು finishing 16 rounds but when are we going to chant hmm? so we are talking about serious prabhupad said chanting should be done in the mood of gravity that applies to hari krishna mahamantra also in the mood of surrender in the mood of what is the mood for chanting chaitanya mahaprabhu said what is that trinadapi sunichena tarohriva sahishnuna amanina manadena ketane sadahari extremely difficult hmm? extremely difficult when someone doesn't give us respect to give back respect to that person impossible right but in that state of mind we should be chanting so that is the instruction so prabhupada's instruction purport for ahangra upasana is qualitative oneness with the lord but for us what is it trinadapi sunichana are they different no they are not different because one of the qualities bhagavan means what aishwarya samagrasya veerasya yashashriya jnana gavairagyascha eva shannam bhaga itingana one of the co- definition of bhagavan is itself is what one who is all powerful one is who is all beautiful one who is all wealthy one who is all famous and despite having all that one who is completely renounced from all these things right hmm? Hmm? complete renunciation hmm? one is full of love so this qualitative oneness of the lord we have to imbibe and that will come by chanting the hare krishna mahamantra because the hare krishna mahamantra is non different from the lord so when we chant that mahamantra it helps us in developing qualitative oneness that is why it is said bhakti has six characteristics what is the second characteristic shubhada shubhada means what when we take to devotional service when we start chanting the holy name seriously then all the good qualities that are present in divinity will dawn upon us actually prabhupada says these qualities don't have to come from outside these qualities are already inherent as a characteristic of the soul it is the swabhava or the nature of the soul but what will happen because the soul is covered with all this mail mail means what dirt so that the cleaning process of the mahamantra so for us this hare krishna mahamantra is the process now if someone tells us in the morning take bath and then you know do aachamanam uh, and all that yes to some extent we can do but if someone sits take a kusa grass sit on a mat and whatever whatever very difficult right some of these things which are mentioned here extremely difficult right but thankfully for us what did chaitanya mahaprabhu say ನಾಮ ಅಕಾರಿ ಬಹುದ ನಿಜ ಶರ್ವಶಕ್ತಿಸ್ ತತ್ರಾರ್ಪಿತ ನಿಯಮಿತ ಸ್ಮರಣೆನ ಕಾಲ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ನೋ ರೂಲ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲೇಷನ್ಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಟೈಮ್ ಸೊ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ಫುಲಿ ದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಮಹಾಮಂತ್ರ ಈಸಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಎನಿವೇರ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಡೂ ಐ ಡೋಂಟ್ ರೆಕಮೆಂಡ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಈವನ್ ಡೂ ಇಟ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಬಾತ್ರೂಮ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ರೆಕಮೆಂಡೆಡ್ ಟು ಡೂ ಇಟ್ ದೋ ರೈಟ್ ಬಟ್ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಮಹಾಂತರ ಮಾಂತರ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಡನ್ ಎನಿ ಟೈಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೈ ಡು ವಿ ಸೇ ಇಟ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಡನ್ ಈವನ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಬಾತ್ರೂಮ್ ಮಹಾಪ್ರಭು ಹಿಮ್ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಡಿಡ್ ದಟ್ ಮಹಾಪ್ರಭು ವೆನ್ ಹಿ ವೆಂಟ್ ಟು ದಿ ಫಾರ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಯು ವಾಸ್ ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ ಅ ಪಾಸ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಬಟ್ ಯು ಸೇಯಿಂಗ್ ಐ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮಂತ್ರ i have to hold my tongue so this mahamantra doesn't have any niyam no rules regulations so for us we have got that flexibility it is not as difficult as chanting the narayana kavacha also so that is the take home lesson for all of us today the lord has invested all his energies such that it will give us complete protection there is nothing outside the hare krishna mahamantra that we ever need to do but the problem is we will not start chanting despite hearing why because the seriousness in chanting will come only when the seriousness comes in hearing 
if our shravanam is poor our chanting will be third class if our shravanam is first class our chanting will also become first class because every day we need enthusiasm to chant the holy names attentively and unless we hear 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 we will not do 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 because maya is always pushing us down the moment the prisoner is escaping the jail the guards of the system are even more tough oh this fellow is trying to escape pull him back so what will happen maya will present us with lot of material allurements which will come in the form of pride prestige position material attachments hmm? so therefore always we have to keep ourselves in the fire of this hare krishna maha mantra hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare that is our kavacha hare krishna jai prabhupad ki jai i'll ask any questions or any corrections mata ji yes prof want the mic so that the people on the hey krishna who you mentioned that uh, the highest rasa come from when there is a dependency on the lord and you gave the example of uh, gopas depending on krishna but in our day to day life we are more dependent our own security plans so which are mostly baffled so that remembrance comes sometimes when you, when we are in a deep struggle of life but how do we just you know keep that remembrance all the time about the dependency so should we plan or should we surrender to the lord <laughs> the answer is both okay because the lord say karmane vadikaraste maafaleshu gadachana he didn't say don't do your karma maafaleshu gadachana he never said that right so we have to do our duty which is appropriate to the ashram which we have taken if we have taken to grihastha ashram it is our duty to take care of finances of the house we cannot say i will live like tukaram because otherwise are we tukaram no otherwise tukaram can tolerate any number of insults can i tolerate even one insult no way i am not on that platform right so therefore we cannot imitate those grihasthas who are virtually grihastha brahmacharis we cannot imitate them before our time comes rather we have to do our duties as householders with detachment and at the same time keep on praying to the lord then in executing these duties of grihastha ashram let be not get sucked into material life so it has to be a fine balance we have to balance our duties our material duties and our spiritual duties if we have to go to our office and work properly yes we have to do that we have to excel in our jobs otherwise how will we get sustained income in fact devotees work better than anyone else in office because we don't waste time drinking and smoking right we don't need smoke breaks and cigarette uh, drink breaks neither do we need friday night drinks to enthuse us for team work right devotees are very satisfied you know with the morning program so when we go to office we are already completely charged and when we do our jobs we do it we do our jobs in the sense that it is what is krishna has ordained for me so we do our duties in office and that itself is bhakti yoga because we do it for the lord because the lakshmi which comes from that we will we will give it for propagating krishna consciousness and to get that lakshmi we have to get a job and to get a job we have to study so even as children we have to study well 
devotee children have to be the best in studies hmm? because when again when we introduce devamrit swami how do we introduce maharaj what do we say he is from which university hell university hmm? so he did study right otherwise how he would have got into hell university right so we should not condemn the material energy rather the the shrimad bhagavatam chatur shloki talks about this rite ratam yat pratiyeta na pratiyeta cha atmani tad vidya atmano mayam yatha bhasho yatatamaha there is nothing material actually in this world material is a conception anything which we cannot see its connection to the lord that becomes material but if we connect everything our activities our possessions our bank balance everything our house if we connect it to the lord then there is nothing left for matter to reside in material energy will not reside there so therefore we have to continue doing our duties apropos to our ashram but when we reach 50 at that time we should start we should you know the the our life and planning should be such that by the time we hit 50 we should be able to take one aprast without much difficulty that is how we have to plan our life and finances then it becomes easier otherwise if we start working till 75 we will collapse there is no one aprast <laughs> directly from docklands to springvale cemetery <laughs> office van will come and take us collapsed in office and then what will they say they say we will have 1 minute silence for this person that's all they will do and then they will say okay let us all do some drinks party it was a nice bloke <laughs> and they will drink on our name <laughs> right that's all will happen and after 10 days we'll say who is that fellow we have to replace him now okay recruit next fellow and then nobody will remember us and then we will say i worked 40 years for this company you know i was so loyal so everything is a waste in that sense but if everything utilized in doing our activities and everything becomes bhakti yoga and then there is no loss or diminution so whatever we do it is bhakti if we do it with keeping lord in the center that's the arekshna bro hari krishna thank you very much jagannath bro very nice wonderful lecture you have covered so many things <laughs> in one lecture incredible incredible uh, my one um, comment about the sadarshan chakra lord krishna lord narayan sent it for the durvasa so you told us how it has to come back to him but he had to take shelter of the king whom he had insulted Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Thank you for the wonderful class. We have heard in many lectures how when Durvasa Muni committed the offence to Amrish Maharaj, he's um, he went uh, he went to Amrish Maharaj to ask for forgiveness, and then only he got forgiven. Um, but in this past time. how indra offends brihaspati he doesn't go to brihaspati he goes to vishwarupa and gets his, he wants to get he gets his power back so how do we understand this very good question <laughs> thank you for the wonderful question you always say thank you for the wonderful class today i am thanking you for wonderful questions so why did indra go to brihaspati simple reason being indra was not seeking atonement <laughs> indra was seeking to get his kingdom back see his motive when our motive is to seek atonement then we will follow the process for atonement here where is the mood of atonement here 
Indra is going there and then on top of that, whoever gave him that mantra, Indra kills him only after that. <laughs> so this is the height of, you know, being focused on whatever you want. Right? So Indra is not wanting that. So this is not applicable to that. This is not the same as that. Is that clear? His goal is not atonement. He is not repentant or anything like that. He just wants to find out some way by which the Chukracharya's energy can be countered and then he can get back his kingdom. That is the mood. Whereas in that case of Durvasamuni, Durvasamuni still had that realization that I have offended a Vaishnava. Of course, he did something you know, abominable by trying to you know, uh, curse and kill Ambarish Maharaj. But later on he realized you know, that this is, you know, we have offended a devotee. So that pastime is different in one sense, in its theme. This pastime is different. Here everything material is going on right now. And even this Narhand Kavaj shield is going to use it only for material purpose. He is glorifying Lord Narayana. But, but still, one good thing is there in that. At least the demigod is not going to another demigod. <laughs> they are also going there. Because Lord says, Akama Sarva Kamova Moksha Kama Udharidi. Tivrena Bhakti Yogena Yajjata Purushamparam. So come to me even if you have material desire, chant my name only. Because what will happen? The Lord fulfills that desire in such a way that you will not desire that again. Because it's not that after chanting this, Indra is ever victorious. After that, lot of problems will come, which you will see in the future sections. So when we chant just for material purposes, the Lord will fulfill it in such a way that you know, uh, later on we will not uh, we will not want that. <laughs> yeah. So that that thematically it is different. What is the most auspicious sound, Om or Conshell? Conshell is the medium through which Om Vani comes. So Conshell is not sound in itself. Conshell produces Om sound. Who is Satya Narayan? Satya Narayan is Lord Narayana. Yeah. No, Satya Narayan is Lord Narayana because Lord Narayana is Param Satyam Dhimahi. So he is the ultimate truth. So when, when we glorify the Lord that you are the supreme absolute ultimate, then we glorify him as Satya Narayana. And the Lord is also called as Satya Narayana because Lord is true to his word. He never fails his devotee. He is Achyuta, infallible. So he is, when he promises something, he delivers on that promise. So it's Satya Narayana. Like that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Asuras are defeated uh, demigods. So. How did Indra knows like uh, he insulted a spiritual master? Hmm. Indra, how did he knows that he insulted uh, no, spiritual master? How did he realize? Yeah. He was there in that event when Brihaspati left. And he, by Brihaspati's body language, he could realize that, you know, Brihaspati is offended because he got up and went, you know, and Brihaspati didn't say anything. When spiritual master doesn't say anything, no? when he doesn't stop chastising, you have to know that he's even more angry. <laughs> when he chastises, it is easy. In fact, it is said with Prabhupada also. Hmm? Prabhupada's level of anger was classified at various levels. Prabhupada shouting is one. No? Hmm? Prabhupada will give it left, right. But, and then what happens? Higher level of anger was what? Of Prabhupada, his lips will start trembling. Like that. That means Prabhupada is really angry, one level above. And then highest anger of Prabhupada was what? He will become silent. And he is very, very angry. <laughs> like that. So, Brihaspati, if you, from what my memory tells me, Brihaspati did not tell him that I am hurt or whatever. The very fact that he walked away and he remained in silence, Indra realized that, oh my goodness, something is wrong here. 
So it's not difficult to to recognize that. And obviously, these inauspicious signs, Indra is the chief of the demigods. We have to understand that he is he's actually a devotee. He's a mixed devotee. But Indra will, will have that intelligence to understand that when my prowess is going down, there is something wrong. And then he, 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 he definitely has the intelligence to introspect and go do the root cause analysis in his own heart. Because all the knowledge is there with him. So he saw externally Brihaspati, that the fact that Brihaspati walked away and he didn't say anything. And then internally he knows that. You know. Narayan Kavach. He did the Narayan Kavach by which he got back, but then he also killed uh, the person who gave the Narayan Kavach, which will come later. He killed this Vishwarup because this Vishwarup was a Samadarshi. He gave some of it to the demigods also. So to the, he gave the remnants of the offerings to the Asuras also, and Indra didn't like that. How dare you give them that? So, yeah. So they don't like. Sometimes Krishna Prasadam, you know, some people get envious when you give it to others. They think that it's diminishing their own powers, like that. <laughs> okay. I will stop here because it's only 9.14. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaved Bhaktavarinda ki jai.